welcome back to the Buffalo Bread Podcast. This is our draft extravaganza leading up, leading up to the draft in two weeks. We have a couple of guests with us today to talk about their team's needs in the Patriots and the Dolphins. Unfortunately, we uh, our, our Jets expert, Jetspert, uh, was unable to make this uh, pod this evening, but that's okay. We will roll along, and it doesn't matter anyway, since the Jets will be trading all of their draft picks for Aaron Rodgers to flame out in epic proportions. Um, I'm going to let our guests introduce themselves next, uh, but first, a word from your Dan. Hello, I am your Dan. Welcome to the pod, everybody. Um, JJ, very excited to get to the mock draft. You know that I have a hard and fast rule that I don't do any mocks until free agency has kicked off. So I've literally been waiting for this cherished moment in my Buffalo Bills offseason for several weeks. And I'm excited that we are changing the format and adding a few uh, AFC East friends slash rivals, AFC East frenemies to the mix. So we're going to let them introduce themselves here. And then we're going to kick off our three-round draftacular. So Steve, why don't we start with you? Why don't you introduce yourself to our uh, our very loyal audience members, so a little bit about yourself and your fandom. All right. Well, first, uh, I want to say I come in peace. So uh, whatever <laughs> I decide or, or whatever I do, uh, just know that I always will have the Finns interest in heart. Um, as, as everyone said, my name is Steve. Uh, I represent the Miami Dolphins. I've been a, a lifelong Finns fan for uh, since I've been able to watch football. Um, grew up watching Dan Marino all the way up through the good years, the bad years, and the rebuilding years. Awesome. Welcome to the pod, sir. Brandon? Hi. Thanks for uh, having me back, Brandon, friend of me of the, of the Buffalo <laughs> Bread uh, Nation. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, telling you all what I think about what the Patriots should pick um, upcoming drafts. So thanks for having me. No, well, welcome to both of you. I like how you uh, shouted out Buffalo Bread Nation as well. Like oh my we gosh. like we, the we army, like the <laughs> the army, the Buffalo Bread Army. We uh, we exaggerate, of course. We are more like a a Buffalo Bills poker game <laughs> with like four <laughs> or five guys, right? But yeah, no, we uh, we hope to get there one day. So yeah, all right. So before we get into the draft, I'll break down the rules of how we're going to play this thing out, right? Uh, but before we get into that. Steve, Brandon, love for you to set up our audience for what you think your respective team needs are. Everyone heard if they listened to the last pod where JJ and I think the Bills should land in this in this year's draft, but we'd love to hear from your perspective what you think your team needs are. So Brandon, uh, why don't we start with you? Tell us why you're picking Will Levis in the third round. Mm. <laughs> so for our first pick, we'll be looking at a head coach. Uh, how many wow. of those are? <laughs> wow. The goat gets the boot. Oh, my God. Brad, you just got a lot of fans here. <laughs> you really did. We are now a Buffalo Bread Nation. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Yeah. No, I mean, I have not been, uh, as a fan of the Patriots, not been enjoying all of the drama and the offseason um talks about mccorkle jones and the conflict with belichick and obviously you know i think we're haunted by the failed experiment of uh, matt patricia as the offensive coordinator there so things really need to turn around and i wouldn't say i'm super optimistic just because of how poorly the patriots have chosen to draft um, particularly the last couple of years um i think they rank last in terms of um, players drafted still on the active roster. So it's just kind of been a little embarrassing. So I think this is a really a prove it year for the Patriots to figure it out in the draft and make some changes heading into uh, the regular season. But um, McCorkle will be the QB uh, mm -hmm. this fall. You know, yeah. there will probably be chatter about Bailey Zappi and um, some sort of you know, quarterback face off at camp, but at the end of the day, it's going to be their first round pick. Um, his failings will be, you know, chalked up to Matt Patricia and honestly, you know, he deserves the fresh start. So I think the answer here is to surround Mac Jones with weapons, give him the best chance possible. We have Juju for better or worse. We have Gasicki for better or worse. So what else can we give Mac to to make him shine. So as we head to this first pick, um, I think I'll be leaning on the offensive side of the ball. So 
Nice. I, I'm going to venture a guess, and Steve will let you hop in here. I'm going to venture a guess that's going to be a theme for all of these AFC East teams that we're going to be talking about, right? All of us, to some extent, have really suspect depth at offensive line. Um, the Patriots, in particular, looking for a little bit more depth at pass catcher, wide receiver. I know we're looking for that, too. Steve, where, where do you fall with your needs? Are you similarly looking at the offensive side of the ball for Miami tonight? So, yeah, I mean, really our needs, uh, like everyone else, offensive line, I think the theme for this year is how can we protect Tua? Um, you know, he cleared concussion protocol. We're trying our best to protect him. And so for me, I mean, I got to focus, continuing to focus on the offensive line where, I mean, we've seen it year in, year out where guys get injured all the all the time. And so just trying to put that the line as best position as possible to, all right, next man up where you can just go and, and immediately fill that need. Um, so yeah, I'm focusing on, you know, offensive guard. You know, I think that's one of our constant needs. Um, and then also looking at tight end, um, you know, we lost, we lost, uh, a, a very good tight end, Mike Jacecki, um, to, New England Patriots of of all teams, but uh, yeah, we got you know we got to fill that uh, that void as well. Um, definitely looking at someone that could potentially uh, do some blocking a little bit better. You know, I think that was ultimately Jacecki's downfall as he was phenomenal hands, but that pass blocking and, and run blocking was a little suspect. So um, hopefully we can fill that void as well. But yeah, I mean. Offensive line, we got to protect Tua this year. Um, you know, maybe some of those later rounds, take a flyer on a QB. Um, never know what you're going to get. Not bad. Pretty solid analysis. And, and I, I totally agree with you. And, and it's, it's weird that offensive guard is a position that's been largely devalued in the in the first half of the first round of NFL drafts because when I look at the athleticism of so many of the QBs in the league right now you want to close out the middle for them if you look at where Kyler Murray is an exception he's like a, a toddler he runs like a toddler that stole something right but every other athletic QB that's out there they look to make their hay up the middle mm -hmm. right so if you don't have solid guard play and your guards are constantly being beaten or manipulated by interior defensive linemen or in a 3-4 nose tackle situation, then you're, you're limiting one of the best athletic attributes of your, of your QBs. And, and Tua, since the recovery from the hip injury, he can move a little bit, right? But I, I agree with you. I watched game after game last year of the Dolphins just not being able to protect Tua up the middle and him running for his life around the edge, you know? Yep. So we're looking for something similar too, I think. Um, my guess is guard is going to pop up here for Brandon in these first few rounds as well. And it is not a deep draft for that position. So it'll be interesting to see who gets uh, who gets Osiris Torrance because that's who I really want. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Are you guys ready to mock? We're ready to, we're ready to mock. Well, let's let's mock. do it. <laughs> All right. So just for you listening at home, this is going to be a three-round mock, not a full seven-round mock. Trades are allowed. We're going pick for pick. We're not doing any players or anything like that. Uh, we are going to let the sim do most of the work. We're using PFF's uh, mock draft simulator. Um, we have it tuned up here so that Brandon will, of course, be picking for the Patriots. Steve will be picking for the Dolphins. And then JJ and I will do our best big baller bean impression. And we'll be picking for your Buffalo Bills. All right. So the sim we've purposely queued up to get a little bit slow. So you're going to hear probably a lot of banner or a lot of guffaws of... Uh, of where the picks are coming from, especially as like, you know, the players that JJ and I want come off the board. So bear with us on that because we promise we have good stuff coming for you. All right, guys, here we go. I am going to start the sim after I change the speed back down to slow so we can actually see what's going on here. All right, perfect. All right, I am going to queue up the sim and the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. Bryce Young, that's absolutely the direction they should go with that pick, 100%. Oh, man, the Colts go Will Levis. I'm so sorry, Brandon. <laughs> Your Josh Allen is no longer on the board. 
four QBs in the top seven picks too, which that that feels about right, right? That feels about right. So we have gotten here to the New England Patriots. So just for the folks listening at home, some of the big names that have already come off the board. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud go back to back. Will Anderson Jr. goes to the Cardinals. Will Levis at pick four goes to the Colts. Jalen Carter comes off the board. Anthony Richardson comes off the board at number seven for your for the Raiders. Jackson Smith in Jeeba comes off at eight, a top 10 pick in the sim, going to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Chicago picks Skornorski, Skoronsky, right? Um, the tackle slash really a guard on Northwestern. Wow, Luke Van Ness. JJ, a top 10 pick here. An edge from the from Iowa. That's a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a big surprise. And then Quentin Johnston goes to the Jets for um for our first AFC East rival pick. Um, I like that pick because I'm not quite sure Johnston can catch the football. So um like he he's a dude who looks like he's being attacked by the football when it mm-hmm. comes at him. Like I get the traits are there, but that dude's a project. So I actually don't mind that he comes off the board to the Jets there. How how do the rest of you AFC East folks feel about that? I have no concerns whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is fine. That's very Belichickian. Of you. That is. That is. On to the next pick. I love that. Holy crap. I love that. All right. Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. On to Cincinnati. There you go. All right. Speaking of, uh, speaking of on to the next pick, Brandon, you are up, sir. So you have quite the full board available to you. Which need do you want to focus on for your boys here? Yeah, I, I planned for this. Uh, so I'm already pretty, pretty... Uh, set in stone here on who I'm going to be picking, um, Go for it. which is going to be a wide receiver. Um, like I said, I, I think we need to make up for the mistakes of the past, let McCorkle shine, surround him with talent. Um, and so Zay Flowers, I think, oh. is, yeah, you know, it's, and I, look where he's from, right? Yeah, um, of course, Boston yeah, College. Boston College. So um, I think some of the best hands, uh, this draft class and really, really excited to see, um, what he could do for us. So for me, that is a, the natural obvious selection, um, would be Zay Flowers. And we, we drafted way back in the day, Trey Flowers, uh, in the fourth round. So <laughs> we have a good track record with, um, guys whose last name is Flowers. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's lock that in. Rock solid analysis only that you can only get on the Buffalo Bread Pod. Um, I I hate that pick, but it is. I hate that pick, but I love that you're doing it early because he really does give you guys something that New England has lacked. Re- really, since going back to the Brady days, um, the the latter half of the Brady years, like just a really fast guy who can eat up passes in the middle of the field. I mean, I think back to Julian Edelman, Wes, Wes Welker, these super tiny, like mini slot guys that just absolutely ran shredded routes across the middle of the field. And it wasn't just check down stuff. They were getting huge chunk yard plays across the middle for Brady. Zay Flowers is that guy. Uh, you set him in motion, forget about it. It's unfair. He's going to come off with a free release every time. He is a dynamic weapon. Any concerns that Belichick will actually be able to use him as the proper weapon that he is, though? Oh, 100%. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I already said it. They're, they're terrible at utilizing um, the the guys that they draft. And so, um, yeah, I, I might feel differently about this pick if we didn't uh, do the Juju deal. Um and had kept um, who we had. So, you know, it's just kind of the way the cards fell. But I really, really dislike Juju Smith-Schuster. It's going to be hard to watch. And so I hope, you know, it's, it's Zay Flowers coming in and, and running the show. Oh, yeah. And and Zay can play on the outside, too. So in those, you know, in those three wide-out sets where you want to run the ball a little bit, you can still put... Um, you can still put Juju in the slot and just let him block his face off right up the center of the field. That's no, that, that's a solid pick that would make that pass that passing offense way more dynamic. All right, Zay Flowers, the pick is in at number fourteen. Let's see. Oh, darn! All right, goes to the Commanders, man. Hey, can you pause? Yep, I can absolutely pause. What do you want to look at? Never mind. <laughs> yeah so I was, let's see I, I was who, who, pa- <laughs> you you can tell who i was pausing for it's i know literally who. the pick 
that uh, that happened just before I said you got the pause button. Dalton Kincaid yep. from Utah. Yep. Yeah. Dalton Kincaid. It's so I, I I love Kincaid, right? I I Kincaid is getting very very quiet comps to Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing for me and you though, dude. Like, yes, Buffalo wants to run more two tight end sets, but Dawson Knox is inked for the next four years, and they're very likely going to either restructure his deal again next year or give him a couple extra years on the deal to extend him. So Knox is your TE1. So for us to use a first round pick on a tight end, as much as I would have loved it, like how much would that guy actually be playing for us? When you think about the snap share that Knox is realistically going to get. I don't know, but I, I just know that that's the way that the, every linebacker coming out of every draft is like six foot two, 214 <laughs> pounds. So I'm, I'm all about getting some beefy catchers in the middle. Dude, I'm I'm not against it, but I think we'll be able to find some beef later yeah. on here. Yeah. All right, yeah. continue. All right, let's see here. Bijan Robinson goes to Jacksonville. Oh man, and our boy Jordan Addison goes yep. to <laughs> goes to uh, Brian Dayball <laughs> over in New York, which is a good pick for them. So so this is where I expected us to be at JJ. We are now at pick twenty seven. Best player on the board right now is a safety and Brian Branch. Best offensive lineman on the board, according to PF, PFF, is Anton Harrison at tackle. Best pass catcher left on the board right now is Michael Mayer, the tight end on Notre Dame. And then the best de- interior defensive lineman we have is uh, Mozzie Smith from Michigan. <sighs> so, and we also have two trade two trade opportunities yeah, here, so too. Can, can we look at the trades? Because I want Mazie Smith or Mozzie Smith. Um but I'm worried he won't be there. 38 so, is the highest that they're going to get us. 38 is the highest offer that we have right now. You can't, um, you can't drop 10 and get Mozzie Smith because no, no defensive interiors really come off the board yet. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be the first one, and then yeah. this feels like there's going to be a run on that. Yeah. I mean, he might go He might go right here to, yep. to Philly, you know? So well, he, he might go in round. He might go yeah. next pick to oh, yeah. the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, so, absolutely. You you just got a lot of teams coming up here yeah. that need interior defensive line help. And I don't want the Bengals or the Chiefs to have him, so I might reach and get Maisie Smith here. And that's the problem. It is a little bit of a reach. We also, I mean, you and I also said tackle. Yeah. Harrison fits that mold. He's super athletic, and he's a little bit of a project. So he could be a guy that pushes Spencer Brown on the right-hand side, but really by drafting Harrison – we now feel like we've got our our Deion Dawkins replacement for the future. So that's another another possibility I'd be willing to entertain here. Dewan Jones, my boy, who I know you think is too too tall and too, too tall. big. Too <laughs> we tall. already have one of those too tall, too big guys <laughs> on the enough. right side. Yeah. And then we've got Osiris Torrance, who I guarantee you will not be there at, at 59, yeah. right? But the Bills have done a bunch with interior guard. I I'm good with the Smith pick if you're good with the Smith pick. I, and for Bills Mafia, I think the reason I'm good with the Maisie, Maisie Smith pick is that it's classic Brandon Bean to look at a draft and look at the parts that are thin in a draft and strike them aggressively and early, even if it's a little bit out of position, mm-hmm. um, for positions that where the value and the need matchup. I don't know if they have him as a first rounder, and they might he might be off the board, you know, and, and they, they miss on him, but... I, the fan, am looking at a roster with three of the defensive interior players on expiring deals and Ed Oliver looking to get a massive payday on a salary cap the Bills have no room on. So yep. I'm looking I'm looking to go with that. He's an absolute gobbler in the run game, mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of teams are moving back to power run to counter the same thing I mentioned, which is the, the entire league getting lighter and faster. Yep, I agree. I, I totally agree. I think... And I think Smith also gives us a little bit of formation flexibility. We talked about the need for defenses these days to be multiple. If you've got a true one tech like Smith in the middle of the defensive line, you can rush three and drop eight, mm-hmm. bring in Benford for for an extra rep, and really start to cloud passing clog passing lanes for some of these these pass happy teams. So I'm good with Smith. I think he makes us better on defense, and he addresses a short term and long term need we have at the position. Lock it in and let's roll. All right, before I lock it in, Steve, 
Miami is picking at 51. So we're going to go for, with a Brandon pick before we get to you. Do you have any interest in trading up at all from 51? Nope, I'm good. Okay, I'm sounds good. good. We're letting it ride. Nice, way to be. All right, here we go. Smith is the pick, and it is in. Brian Branch comes off the board next. Yep, there's our boy, Osiris Torrance, man, going to going to uh, New Orleans. Jack Campbell to L the LA Rams. So there's one of our guys. Oh, Josh Downs comes off. Hang on. I'm going to pause right here because I want to bask in the glow of how much I hate what the Jets sim did. So the Jets picked up. Who'd they pick up in the first round again? I got to remind myself. Quentin Johnston. Yep. All right. They get back-to-back -back picks in the second round, and they go Cody Mock, who is the tackle with guard versatility out of um, North Dakota State. Love Cody Mock. And they go Steve Avila, who, JJ, as you know, my draft crush for I'm interior offensive lineman. the best pure guard in the draft. Best yeah. pure guard in the draft with real center transferability. So, I mean... I hate the fact that the Jets have picked so well so far. <laughs> that's that that's a good haul. Like that's a really good haul so far for the new for the uh, New Jersey Jets. All right, we are on to the New England Patriots at pick forty six. So, Brandon, which way do you want to head? You went wide receiver with your first pick. Yeah, pretty happy about that decision still. Um, especially because you were not happy about it. So that I was really, really pissed about it. <laughs> it just kind of solidifies that that was the right choice. Well, <laughs> I mean, for this next pick, what, what would annoy you the most? Um, well, I know it would annoy Brandon Bean if you were to pick an edge here, because <laughs> that's just what Bean does. He constantly throws darts at the board on edge. So according to PFF, your team, your team needs sit at QB. That's that's harassment. That is, I'm I just will not stand for it. Throwing it out there, tackle, offensive tackle. You do gotta, you know, you do gotta think about that. And then edge, right? You guys could use a little bit of help on the edge to take some of the pressure off of Judon. And there's some good edges here, man. You got BJ Ojulari here from LSU. You've got Tuli Tutupalu um, from USC. I probably just butchered that name. Sorry. Um, you've got some really decent options here, and then you've got some good tackle options down here too. If you wanted, though, to go super sick, Belichick, you would draft Luke Musgrave, the tight yep. end out of Oregon State, and you would just run three tight end sets for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate that idea. Um, <laughs> I mean, this tight end class is really, really It's strong. ridiculous. It's yeah. good. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, I mean, it, it almost seems like, you know, it would be sad not to get one um, of those high high level tight ends, and I could um, see Belichick actually doing that too. <laughs> That's the yeah. Thing. No, totally. How long is the Gasicki deal? Do you know off the top of your head? Oh, I don't know off the top of my head, but they're gonna they're gonna line him up out wide, right? Is a lot of the chatter coming from from New England? So, like, if realistically, if you had Hunter Henry and let's say Luke Musgrave, you got a two tight end set there. You line up Juju, you line up Zay on the outside, and then you got Gasecki on the other side. I mean, he's he's going to overmatch a lot of these tiny uh, tiny cornerbacks coming across the middle. That that formation screams Belichick nonsense right there. Yeah, totally agree with you. Um, I think I need to go with the tackle here, though. I agree. Who's, who's the best tackle on the board? Best tackle on the board. Let me just sort by that position. Best tackle on the board is Matt Bergeron coming out of Syracuse. Super athletic, 6'3", 318-ish. Has played most of his college career at tackle, but has some versatility switch, switching over to guard as well. A, uh, an early or a late draft riser has been Blake Freeland from BYU. There's been a lot of chatter that he's going to come off the board sooner rather than later. He's a big boy, 6'8", 302 super freakish athletic. Um, and um, the only downside to him, according to PFS, PFF, is that he is so tall but so lanky that does he have real strength to play the position. But he's been a, there's been a lot of talk about him uh, rising up the board. Another draft riser has been Nick Salvadiri out of Old Dominion. So he projects out more as a guard in the NFL. 
but he's got the athletic profile to play tackle and played tackle a lot at Old Dominion. But picking him here would be criminal because he's probably going to be around in the third or fourth. 100%. So so one of my favorite uh, Patriot players of all time is uh, big boy Vince Wilfork. So as a homage to uh, Wilfork, why don't we take the big boy with Blake Freeland? All right. Blake Freeland is the pick. And here's what's interesting about that pick. Super athletic tackle with some positional versatility as well. O'Brien could do some fun stuff with that. Really could. And that's just an offensive line that needs, uh, needs a little bit of an injection of youth. All right, 51. We are on the clock for the Miami Dolphins. Steve, which direction you want to head here? All I can say is it's about time. <laughs> I, I feel like I've been sitting here wasting away. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm inclined to go the uh, offensive lineman route for this mm-hmm. uh, first pick right. for us. I'll pull up tackles and I'll pull up guards for you too. Yeah. So the the best interior offensive lineman on the board right now, uh, Luke Whipler from Ohio State, who really does project as just a center, mm-hmm. right? Um, a good center, a, a very good solid center, but doesn't have a lot of line versatility that these other guys do. Joe Titman center out of wisconsin has a little bit more line versatility here um on the interior we already talked about bergeron and then a really fast draft board riser recently has been chandler zavala out of north carolina state this dude has been climbing up a lot of draft boards for his ability to uh protect in the interior for pass blocking he's a big guard too so 6'5, 325 really opens up the interior of the offensive line for that Miami run game. So you've got some rock solid options here. I would just like to point out for the, you know those of you listening who can't see Dan's screen, I don't know why, but the PFF draft simulator has Joe Tipman's mugshot as the logo <laughs> for his college. Every That's... other pick just has their college logo. That's but right. His, and it looks like Joe Dirt ate somebody who yeah. used to be in ZZ Top. Like this man, he, he wins the Mug Olympics at least. <laughs> Joe Dirt ate Creed Humphrey. That's yes. what happened. That's good. <laughs> oh man! So do you do you want to take the uh, do you want to take Creed Humphrey eater and Joe Tipman, or oh, what do you want to do here? <laughs> um, I'm trying to look here. Um, did you say you were able to filter that down more specifically to the guard, or is it just the line? Yep, I can just bring up. I can just bring up interior for you if that's what you want to see. So if tackle is not your game, here are all of your interior guys left. So in the top hundred, according to PFF, you've got uh, Whipler, who's at rank forty-eight overall by PFF. Tipman, fifty-two overall, and then you've got Zavala, who is seventy overall. There's also Juice uh, Scruggs, whose name is uh, among the best I've ever seen. I mean, so. yes. <laughs> you know what? I think we're gonna we're gonna go with Zavala. Chandler Zavala out of yeah. North. That that is a pick you guys would not regret. I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. he he's a dude who I had tuned up in a lot of my mocks. Um, might be hit for a little bit of a reach here with the rank being 70 and you pinging at 51, but you identified a clear need for your team. He really is the best pure guard available left on the board. So why not? Right. Well, and the reality is too, for us, we got four picks for this draft, four picks. And so just trying to maximize what we can. And if we have to overreach a little bit, at least we can get the people that we can get. Mm, I'm good with it. Chandler Zavala coming off the board here. All right. Oh, Keanu, Keanu Benton goes. I feel better oh. about that. Jalen Hyatt goes to Chicago here. There's Bergeron Ber- off the board. Bergeron to Jacksonville. Yep, yep absolutely. Man, those lucky punks. <laughs> Luke Musgrave going to Dallas. Oh, that's spicy. That's spicy. Dak Prescott with a Dalton Schultz replacement. That's great. Right. All right, JJ, here's where we're at. So we address defense with our first overall pick, which honestly is very likely where where What's-His-Face is going to head, Brandon Bean. Right? What's-His-Face. <laughs> where What's-His-Face. The yeah. guy who's literally changed the fortunes of our entire franchise yes, and made yes. us proud fans again. Yeah. That, that What's-His-Face, yeah. No disrespect intended. We've got a couple of trade offers here. The Oh, God, and the best one is going all the way down to pick 82. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not, right? Um, 
So let's take a look here. So we drive, we went with Smith, addressed the defensive interior, right? I, I, I mean, I think wide receiver. Yeah, I was gonna say I need offensive skill positions. I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna bring up wide receiver. I'm gonna bring up tight end for us, yep. right? So Darnell Washington, freak the freaky athletic tight end out of Georgia, still somehow on the board here. Um, he's been a fast draft riser. I didn't the Bills do a top thirty with him? I, yes, I believe they yeah. did. Yeah, yep. So he's still on the board, and I know we just had the tight end argument about round one. But here would be my case for Washington in round two. He is a natural pass blocker. So when I think about all those jumbo sets that Dorsey had to call last season, checking into the game, number 69, Bobby Hart, right? Mm -hmm. You replace that with a two tight end set. And I would argue with Washington, you're getting a better edge seal with this kid's technique and his raw size and athleticism. Plus... He's a threat to catch the ball. So it makes those two tight end sets effective in both the pass and the run. Whereas had we gone with someone like Mayer, right, in the first round, or even Kincaid, those are two guys who are minus pass blockers. That's not the case with Washington. A little bit of a of a raw product when it comes to or a raw talent when it comes to pass catching, but this dude has flashed big time. This this might honestly be a steal here. Yeah, I think I mean it's hard because I, I also like Rasheed Rice, but there's kind of massive bust potential there. He is boomer bust. Yeah, because I, I yeah. feel like he looks like he's fighting the ball sometimes when he tries to catch. He doesn't have natural mm-hmm. hands. He's got like the full athletic profile, but that didn't result in the kind of pr- production you'd expect for mm-hmm. that athletic profile. So, yeah, it's tough. Um, you know, I, I see Tyler or Tucker Craft. Sorry. Um, yep. And, South Dakota State. And the fact that I don't think he has any relation to Tyler Craft really takes yeah. him a notch down for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't see... What do you think of Cedric Tillman? I, I have liked his tape a little bit. I was just circling here, Perry and Tillman, right? So we should note here. So here, top pass catchers on the board. Tank Dell, Nathaniel Dell out of Houston. Michael Wilson coming off... What is Wilson coming off of? A back injury? Yeah, uh, he's, AC, he's, he might yeah. be out for the first part of his first he, season. Right, right. Um, Rasheed Rice, who we talked about, Tucker Craft, and then we've got A.T. Perry and Cedric Tillman. So I, at this point in the second round, this late, I'm not really concerned about PFF's ranking, right, on, on where things are at. All it's going to affect is our, our grade at the end of this. I'm more concerned about real-world impact, and I think Perry and Tillman give us something that we don't have. These guys are true outside receivers, Perry has more slot flexibility at this point. I could see the Bills going Dell because they value that Cole Beasley eats up zone coverage in the middle of the field type guys, right? With a little bit of yak um, yards after the catch. I could see the Bills with their organizational philosophy going Dell, but Perry or Tillman, they give you a little bit of hedge in case Gabe Davis does have a bust season or on the flip side of that, has a breakout season and we can't afford him because then you immediately have what is becoming such a commodity, such a, a, a slim commodity these days, big wide receivers with outside flexibility. And these guys are big. Yeah. They're the two biggest wide receivers yeah. in the draft. So Tillman is clocking in at 6'3", 213, vice grips for hands. And A.T. Perry, who is maybe outside of JSN, the best route runner in this class, 6'3", 198. Yeah, I mean, you're selling me, dude. Um, I was gonna. Go <laughs> I should be Darnell. an agent, yeah, right? <laughs> I, was, I was gonna go Darnell Washington, but I think that it's you know we'll go dealer's choice, Dan. Pick us uh, At Perry or Cedric Tillman, whichever one you're feeling. Oh, I'm gonna go Tillman. Oh, so ah, my gut says go Tillman, right? Yep. But he, here's where I hedge a little bit on that. Like the complexity of the route tree in Tennessee was not that great. Perry comes in ready made ready-made with his route tree oh man this one is actually tougher than i thought it would be well could you not potentially wade and get him on the get him on the turn no you're picking at 59 he's ranked 89th no because i i guarantee you based on how this board has fallen like chicago's coming up here they need an extra pass catcher philly needs an extra pass catcher and then they have not drafted one as of yet and well, then we've got KC, who's also looking for a pass catcher this, as well. 
And that's Dan, just at the end of the second round. Dan, this is sports entertainment. Do we do it? Do we trade down? To 89? I mean, who is are we going to have Was it 83? I thought it was 83. It was 89, wasn't it? It was 82. Two. It was 82. We're both wrong. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, we could trade down, but dude, I I just kind of want to make the pick. All right, make the call. You gotta make do the you call. guys have any concerns about Josh Allen's elbow and throwing the deep passes this coming year where he might rely on more of those check down guys or guys going across the middle? Or maybe you should passes. get a quarterback. Yeah, maybe we should maybe we should hedge at that Josh point. Josh Allen is washed up and is washed injury prone. <laughs> yeah. Here, he missed zero games. I know, right? Here's here's the only reason I'd be willing to trade down. Tyler Scott is still on the board for Cincinnati. Yep. And I do think we have a good shot of snap nabbing him at ninety one. Yep. And that dude is a versatile burner. Like I love Scott coming out of Cincinnati. Um, we could accumulate a few more picks here. We could see if we could work, uh, work our, our PFF trade magic here with the Buccaneers. Who's the second offer? I'm just curious here. The second offer is Seattle at 83. Okay. So, yeah. Um, all right. To you, man. It's, it's, are you doing a, doing a bean and, you know, bean doesn't trade down though. He trades up. Bean doesn't trade down. Right. All right, I am I am gonna go AT Perry okay. out of Wake Forest. I just the Bills value guys that can separate. Cedric Tillman, because of his route limitations, is not yet a good separator. He's a big contested catch guy. Perry is a guy who is plug and play for the Bills at multiple locations in those wide receiver sets. And he's six five. I mean <laughs> <laughs> he's huge, right? He's a huge target. And Steve, to your point. I've got no concerns about Josh with the deep ball. I actually think the deep ball was the only thing he could throw accurately after the injury last year. It was that short area yardage accuracy that really suffered with the UCL. So as long as that is healing, and by all accounts it is healing, I, I'm I'm reasonably certain that Josh is going to be fine and back to snuff with his accuracy next year. And a guy like Perry not doesn't just give them a deep threat. He does give them a massive target that Josh can hit coming across the middle. And how often did we say Isaiah McKenzie is just too small a receiver for, for Josh Allen? This takes care of that. Often is how often. Which say? Quite often is how Like often. every pod. Yeah. Every pod. All right. I'm going <laughs> A.T. Perry, and I actually well, uh, I love this pick. Uh, I was going to say, it. if it's height you want, Darnell Washington is 6'7". So yeah. He is a big boy. Yeah. He is a big And he went next, right? Yeah. All right. Let's see here. There goes Tillman at 70. We wouldn't have gotten him. Let's see. Tank Dell goes at 75. We wouldn't have gotten him either. Yep. All right, your final pick of this mock draft, QB Tanner McKee from Stanford, staring you right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> what do you uh, think, Brandon? <laughs> I'm going to take a pass on that. All right. Um, can you can you talk to me about uh, corners? Absolutely. Let's talk corners. This is actually a halfway decent corner draft, and you got some good options working for you here. So best guy on the board right now, Garrett Williams from Syracuse. There's some really good Syracuse prospects in this draft. 5'10", 192. He is like this dude. So this dude is coming off of an injury, wins with technique, right? I watched a bunch of Syracuse games this year because we're, we're in upstate New York. We just suffer through a lot of Syracuse football. Um, Williams is excellent at mirroring routes. Like his footwork is really savvy. He just needs help everywhere else. Like he doesn't have good ball skills. He's not a really big ball hawk. Um, he's not great at the point of catch with con with contesting it. But this dude is like glue, right? This dude's like glue with most wide receivers that he faces. Um, I don't know as much about the next guys. JJ, you got anything here on Hodges Tomlinson from TCU or Jalen Jones from AM? Um, you know, I don't have anything for either of them that's you know, Jalen Jones, I think, is considered probably a solid pro-ready prospect in terms of has the kind of skills to come in and, and do the things he needs to do. Uh, He's a big guy. I mean, 6'2", yeah. 200. That's, was, that's good size. Was a little bit, you know, even says here in the profile, like people didn't throw at him, so he didn't get a chance. You know, I think that's the thing that happens sometimes in college football is that there's always a weaker cornerback than the NFL-ready guys, so they just yeah. throw away. 
Um, I would say that's the same for Corey Trice is actually of the next corners available. The one I think that is probably more more of that Patriot DNA guy. Yeah. He's 6'3". He completely smothers receivers. Quarterbacks weren't even looking his way. He's an incredible tackler, I think, yeah. which is the thing that if – if I know anything about Bill Belichick, it's that he appreciates a guy who who does not, you know, let people escape his grasp, and that's yep. that's the profile on Trice. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to look at my guide for Travisius or Travius Hodges Tomlinson, which is a cool name. Let's see, five eight one seventy eight, a little bit small, right, for what it's Belichick wants to do. You, I mean, you guys, I mean, Brandon, you guys play so much man. You guys play more man than I think just about anybody in the league. So a guy like Williams or a guy like Trice, Williams simply because he's like glue and Trice because he's apparently a pterodactyl out there, right? That does feel like it fits what Belichick is looking for more. Just for so everyone at home knows what we're talking about here, we're at pick 76 uh, Garrett Williams is PFF has PFF has him ranked as 57th overall. Hodges Tomlinson from TCU 59th, and then there's a bit of a drop off. We go to Jalen Jones at 93, and then our guy Trice is sitting here at 95 with the overall yeah. rank. And Hodges Tomlinson's 5'9". He's probably a slot only at the next level. So if you absolutely don't a, if you don't need a slot, I would probably stay, steer clear of him. He doesn't have the size to play on the outside. All right. Well, let's keep it close to home. Um, I like the value. So why don't we? Why don't we do Garrett Williams? Good call, Garrett Williams, heading to New England, and that will complete your draft, sir. All right. Ah, uh, Tanner McKee goes to Green Bay. Look at that. They're already in the third round, hedging on Jordan Love. <laughs> All right. So here we are, Steve. We are at Miami. You are sitting here, sitting pretty here at pick 84. You do have three trade options. Baltimore looking to trade up two spots. They, they're at number 86. Philly at 94 and Arizona at 96 looking for a potential trade. Can you show me, uh, I'm not really interested in trading. Sure. Um, what do you want to say? Best available tight ends. Here you go. Oh, Luke Schoonmaker. So so this tight end class is, is like stupid awesome, right? So there's a lot of really interesting guys. Schoonmaker is a guy that I, I've seen in a lot of Bills fan mock drafts. This is a guy who's like third round if he drops to us. This is a dude who we should take to run those two tight end sets. Davis Allen has been um, a little bit of a draft faller out of Clemson. And then Zach Kuntz, again, we're going with uh, we're going with uh, Sunbelt Funbelt time here. Tight end out of Old Dominion has been another draft riser, um, big draft riser. 6'7", 255. This dude is an athletic freak. His RAS scores are, his relative athletic scores are off the charts for the position. Totally raw athlete. Schoonmaker, a little bit more old school, traditional tight end. 6'5", 251, right? He is going to give you a great seal on the edge and he's also going to give you some flat, some options straight up the seam with his pass catching ability you so with me at Scootmaker. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, pff ranks just so everyone knows uh 96 is Scootmaker, and then it takes a big drop off pff the next highest ranked tight end is davis allen at 140 mm-hmm. so Scootmaker, by all accounts your best tight end left on the board and it's a big need for your team exactly and you know he's he's that traditional guy he's going to be able to block a little bit he can get out uh do what he needs to do uh, i like him let's yeah let's and that's why gasecki wasn't playing right because right. he can't block right. yeah i will say this about schoonmaker too coming out of the michigan system any of those those kind of teams uh tend to produce very strong you know technical blockers that's going to be valuable and then schoonmaker his best uh, trait by most draft nicks is his football iq finding the open space and setting down to be a qb friendly target which i think is really helpful for tua if the offensive line does not get fixed in this draft and free agency mm-hmm. if he needs a quick you know outlet option i think schoonmaker might be that more than gesicki who i think took a little bit longer to separate mm-hmm. and wasn't as good at finding the soft spots in the zone yeah i totally agree so schoonmaker it is 
All right, Steve, I'm going to hit Schoonmaker for you, and that'll close out your mock. JJ, it's all on us. Pick 91. <laughs> oh, no. So much pressure. Dude, I just want to point out that one, two, three, four, five, six wide receivers came off the board. Six came off the board after we picked A.T. Perry. You you made the right call there, my friend. Uh, yep, I was, I was getting greedy with the trade down scenario. I'm really pleased that we yep. nabbed A.T. Perry out of that. All right, so here's where we are at, sir. We are at that place at pick 91 where we have no one willing to trade with us at this point. We have gone interior defensive line win with Maisie Smith. We have gone wide receiver with A.T. Perry. And we still have a couple of needs that we need to address here. Uh, I have said it, and I will continue to say it. I don't think Bean looks at an offensive lineman in the first three rounds. I think his focus really is on depth, uh, are, are addressing the interior defensive line. I do think wide receivers on the table. And dude, I'll tell you what I also I think is on the table for uh, for being his edge. I think within the first three rounds, I wouldn't be shocked if he went with another edge because we don't know how Von Miller is going to fare coming out. So which direction do you want to head, sir? Um, I'm going to look at this Nick Her- Herbig out of Wisconsin. Out of Wisconsin. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, he's, he's no, he's too light. I think that's probably why he fell in the draft as well, because he's a uh, he's six two two twenty eight. That feels yep. like a linebacker to me. So I don't know that he's yeah. he's more like an edge outside linebacker than he is an edge. He's a three four guy. Yeah, exactly. A four three edge should be about six five two seventy in the in the McDermott um, vein. Uh, Isaiah McGuire. What is his What are his stats? I'm here. I'm just actually yeah. going to sort by edge. If you want to take a look at that, yeah. Let's see here. Isaiah McGuire out of Missouri. So six four two seventy. Yeah, that's yep, he's getting closer. That's more like that's more like a four three um, attacking style guy. Yep. Um, We're good in run defense yeah. too, which I gotta tell you, I run defense for me for the Bills that just has to improve this year. Our friends in New England have run the ball down our throat for multiple seasons now. Yep. We know that yep. McDan- we <laughs> thanks Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. Oh, Bra- Brandon, you're still here. I thought you were done with your mock. Thanks. <laughs> still here. <laughs> still here. Great. Um, and Miami, depending on what they can do with the offensive line, they just want to get the ball out of Tua's hands as quickly as humanly possible. Like if they could somehow just do a direct snap to a wide receiver every play, I think they would. So the run game is going to factor in big for them, and I think they have openly signaled that with the fact that they dedicated so much free agent capital and space to bringing back their entire running back room from last year. I, I, the Bills, and then Brees Hall, we'll see how he comes back from his injury, but Brees Hall is going to factor in big for the Jets this season as well. I, I think the Bills got to do something to address their their run defense. McGuire does that. Smith definitely does that, yeah. right? I And I don't think McGuire does it as much as some of the edges in this class, but I think that's because he he is a much more urgent pass rusher, mm-hmm. and he's not the guy that's going to kill you with the his like ghost move on the edge like Von yeah. Miller or anything like that. But he is definitely a power player and has mm-hmm. uh, killer killer kind of hand fighting techniques. So I like that. Yeah, if uh, if this was in fact a full draft, I would say let's wait on edge till the fourth because I love this um, Villiami, yeah. Fajoko out of San Jose State. And I, I know he's smaller, but Yasir Abdullah out of Louisville, like just total athlete, total like speed freak on the edge. And so I think I, I kind of want to go Isaiah McGuire on this one. I agree. And as much as Bill's Mafia doesn't want to hear it, edges edge is an issue. We have made it a point to say that after 2023, there's no interior defensive lineman signed to this this group. After 2024, there are no edge rushers assigned to this. There's no edge rushers on the roster after the 2024 season. So this is one of those needs, if we were to address it now, would hopefully not sneak up on us in the future. So, yeah. yeah. And one of the, I mean, there is a possibility for a safety here, um, but mm-hmm. there's nobody on the board that I think Bean would want to spend a third round pick on. Agreed. Um, they'd probably go for, you know, a, a mid-round uh, pick for, the, for that position. 
Yep, I agree. I, I think Trice here maybe, yeah. would be a big maybe for them because, I, I, again, I think they're going to play more press man. Um, I've been saying that for two years that they need to, quite frankly. But um, I agree. I think I think the real world pick here would be Edge because it is still a need for this team. So All right, is Maguire yeah. our guy? He's our guy. All right, and that's going to conclude our three-round mock. So let's see how the rest of the board shakes out here. I hate the Jets draft. That I mean, out of yeah. the Sim, maybe did the best job for them at this point. So we're all going to get our draft grades, which really don't mean anything at this point. So yeah, look at that. My pick for At Perry got a D minus. F you, <laughs> PFF. That's all I have to say because there were no wide receivers left on the board by the time we got to ninety one. Smith gets a C, and then Isaiah McGuire gets a B minus. So for all of you like wondering at home, the grades are basically based on where you picked somebody versus where PFF had them ranked. And basically PFF is saying we reached on everybody except McGuire, who we got good value on. And you, I've done like a mock draft on the same simulator and picked the mm-hmm. top rated player yep. and gotten like four quarterbacks and like two offensive tackles Yep. and an A grade, which is a yep. ridiculous draft. <laughs> yeah. I just pe- I picked, I did one where I picked best edge available Yep. for four straight picks and then i picked two qbs and i got i got an a minus yeah so these grades don't matter but they're fun all right miami i love this savala pick for you guys yeah. i'm actually really pissed you got him you got an f from pff they don't think it's very good steve but i think it's yeah because you're reached same thing with schoonmaker but damn man schoonmaker solves all of your problems at tight end this is this is this is serious additions here for miami this is a solid mock for you sir and then let's see what New England got. D plus for Zay Flowers. That I, makes no sense whatsoever. It, it's all they've got him. A plus. That yes, Brandon. I know. I, I agree. You you drafted very well, Brandon. Yes. <laughs> no, but it's it's all because they've got him number twenty nine on the big board. Same thing with Freeland. Freeland has the potential to be one of the better tackles coming out of this draft if he can figure out his size and strength stuff. Um, D minus for that, and then Garrett Williams because of the value he was ranked 57 you got him at 76 you got a b so yeah yep. so overall gentlemen how are we feeling about where we landed with our teams i'm very happy uh <laughs> no i'm very happy um i really wanted uh zay flowers with that first pick um reading a which i'm sure you guys probably don't but i obviously listen to a lot of patriots um chatter and uh read a lot of stuff that um predicts that say is a likely choice for the patriots so um i i think again it will ease some of my woes about juju smith schuster and um i hope that uh flowers is the pick and uh, a shining star on the offense so absolutely You'd have, I mean, God, your three wide receiver sets would be Smith Schuster in the inside, Flowers on the outside, and then who, who, Kendrick Bourne, he'd be on the outside for you guys too, probably. Yeah, he's still there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's not a bad three wide receiver set to roll out there. And, uh, we know Mac Jones keeps claiming that he wants to spread it out, go three or four wide, because that's what he did at Bama. So that actually gives you a unit where you could do that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good pass catching group right there when you add Hunter Henry into the mix too. That's solid, sir. Yep. Yep. All right. Steve, what about you? How you feeling? I love your draft. For for the two picks that it was, I think I think you made your team much stronger. You know, I'm I'm happy too. I I think if I had to go back and pick someone other than Zavala, I'd probably pick someone a little more like that's very versatile that can cover a wide range because I'm looking at the depth chart and I'm like Armstead's been injured at some at some point over the last yep. year or two years. Eichenberg has been injured. Mm-hmm. Austin Jack like and so just that versatility I think is gonna be ever more important because who knows about those starters. Yep. I agree. Your wide receiver depth too. Like I, we know you have Hill and we know you have Waddle, but like who's the third guy on your depth chart? Well, do you over need the a third season, right? <laughs> I mean, we have um, Cedric Wilson Jr., who's there last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we just we have Braxton Berrios. We just mm-hmm. signed, I think, yesterday or today, uh, Chosen Anderson. Oh yeah, is, he's going Formal, right formerly Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. Yeah. So 
Um, I think the, the depth is there for wide receiver. And the speed. Like, and that the is the, the thing you guys... Like, Robbie Anderson is fast. Chosen Anderson is super fast. Did he change his name? Did I he miss did. this? Yes. Yes. He, did. he did. He changed it to yeah. Chosen. Yeah. Fascinating. Yep. It's like, uh, you know, Chosen Anderson's on the, the Dolphins, formerly Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Deontay Hardy is on the Bills, formerly Deontay Harris. Like, there's a right. lot of that going on this offseason. Right. Um, but no, I, th- I think that that's... Um, it's It's... Not a massive need, but I think having a tight end to round it out really helps out there because mm-hmm. you can get mm-hmm. double benefit of a pass catcher who also can fill in and chip the edge mm-hmm. and give give some more time for, for Tua. Exactly. That's a that's a fast wide receiver unit. I got to tell you, Steve, if they're fast but they're kind of like tiny, right? If any team plays zone against you guys, their defensive coordinator should be immediately fired. Yeah. <laughs> like with all those little wide receivers like just bunch you guys up at the line of scrimmage and see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Make that offensive line hold up is, is how I would strategize if I was a DC against you guys. Cause that speed element on that unit is ridiculous. The yeah. DC should be immediately um, resigned to take a year away from football. Oh, <laughs> Oh, it's too soon for the Leslie Frazier jokes, man. It's too freaking soon. Oh man. That's great. Bill's Mafia, you asked for that, by yep. the way. You asked for this to happen, so be prepared. It's on you. <laughs> the blood is on your hands. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, JJ, well, I, I honestly feel like this is a pretty realistic draft for the Bills, what yeah. we did. I would not be shocked if picks one, two, and three fall right around there for, for Bean, based on the team's needs, his tendencies in the draft, and the the positions that him and him and McDermott value, right? There's a there's a good portion of Bill's, Bill's Mafia with the departure of Tremaine Ed, Edmonds to Chicago that will like light a car on fire and throw it off Niagara Falls without a linebacker in the first round. But I'm I'm guessing history is going to make them the the villain uh, because this is not a great linebacker draft. It's really not. It's really not. And Jack Campbell, who everyone is screaming for, went off the board early in the second round in this draft, and I think better for it at this point yeah uh, give give me miles jack right and free agency on a one-year event minimum and let's just piece it together we have miles jack at home dan his name's aj klein and he's signing tomorrow oh good call good see and that's another sign to me that like they're not gonna they're not gonna spend a first round pick on a position they've added a crap ton of depth at so guard is off the board I think wide receivers might be off the board with the first pick too, unless Flowers, JSN, or Addison are there, which I don't think any three of those will be there at 27. I think wide receivers off the board in the first round too. I, I really do think interior defensive linemen because Smith Smith has a very good chance to be there for them at 27. I, I would not see now I'm talking myself into betting on this. I think I'm going to put money on the first three picks for the Bills being what we did. Cool. I'll split it with you. I'll split right. it with you. If you, if you All get right, on cool. it, that's huge. Awesome. All right. I I love that we had, you know, our guests come on. You guys, Brandon, I you're my favorite Patriots fan. Um, <laughs> and Steve, my favorite, one of my favorite Dolphins fans. If my niece is listening to this, Jordy, uh, you're my favorite Dolphins fan, of course. But Steve's a close second. Awesome. Yeah, guys, thank you very much for being on the pod. We appreciate it. For appreciate all of you for having us. Oh, yes, anytime, please. Anytime, yeah. Um, except if you guys beat us this season, then we're yes. not going to invite you. <laughs> Unlike, but, <laughs> but if we win, you guys are more than welcome yeah. to come on and give come us your on. thoughts. That's right. All right. And for all of you listening at home, like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, Google, Apple, and Spotify. And as always, go Bills.